right. VBS is in one week from today. We'll start on Monday, uh, July 11th, and we want to invite you to um, invite your neighbors, any kids you have, to register. We have about uh, 36 registered kids right now, but I'm sure by in a few weeks that there'll be quite a few more. So, oh, excuse me. Are you lost there, ma'am? You know, VBS doesn't start until one week from today. Oh, oh, I thought it started today. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Splunking is like my favorite thing to do. I'm just, I'm pumped. That's awesome. I'm so glad you're here. Well, let me tell you a little bit about it. I'm glad you brought a light because the theme this year is all about Jesus being the light of the world. So, and we're going to do a cave quest theme, so you are in the right place. Cool. I'm now, ready. Now, what's your name again? Um, Splunker Heidi. Splunker Heidi. Glad you're here. Now, Splunker Heidi, have you registered this year? Um, I have not. Okay. Well, um, so there's two ways you can do that. You can pick up one of these forms in the back of the church. Okay. And you can get registered. Or you can go online Ooh. to the church website and find the VBS tab and register online. And that works pretty Sounds pretty good. And so, like, what are you going to be doing? Well, I'm going to be helping um, teachers figure out what they're supposed to be doing. And we're going to have a uh, teacher training this Wednesday. So anybody who's teaching, we want to invite you to come on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock to to hear a little bit more about it and um, just get some training and and talk about about our theme. Um, Are you going to need help? Yeah. Uh, something you might need some help with. Well, you may have seen that in the basement. There's a whole bunch of decorations, and there's been some people that have been working really hard since probably February okay. on decorating things. But we want to turn this sanctuary into a cave, and so we're going to have three decorating nights on next coming up this week: Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. The church will be open in the evening. In your bulletin here, so people can just come. They can come and help out. And then also next Sunday in the afternoon, you can come help out as well. Okay. So awesome. And we also, as you may have seen in your bulletin, we need, um, we're going to do supper again this year for the kids. We're going to have a staff lunch supper. And so we have some needs for that. So uh, we need a lot of cookies. So anybody that goes to bake cookies is going to need help. Would you like to pass this out maybe? People could sign up right now. That'd be a great help. Thank you very much. Thanks, ladies. Well, welcome here this morning. It's good to have you here. My name is Luke, and I get to serve as the pastor here. And it's good to have you here on Fourth of July weekend. A couple of announcements before we uh, do some musical worship. First of all, I want to let you know that that John and Charlene Gertson are inviting you guys to a a meet and greet reception this afternoon between three and five. It's a come and go. I asked. We are all invited. That is confirmed. And
Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful time. Thank you for the opportunity to worship you with all of our hearts. God, thank you for this time. God, thank you for all of your blessings. God, thank you for this time. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this opportunity to reconcile your nation to you. Lord, I pray that this time would be a blessing to each and every person in this room. During 4th of July, we celebrate our freedom here in this country, but we have even a greater freedom, and that is how Jesus has saved us and rescued us. Colossians 1 says, God will strengthen you with his own great power so that you will not give up when troubles come, but you will be patient, and you will joyfully give thanks to the Father who has made you able to have a share in all that he has prepared for his people in the kingdom of light. God has freed us from the power of darkness, and he brought us into the kingdom of his dear son. The son paid for our sins, and in him we have forgiveness. So that is an awesome, awesome promise. So let's stand and sing about that and our freedom. Down your life. 
incredible freedom that you have to do something so remarkable as BBS Town Hall. I love you guys. We just sing this um, knowing that God answers our prayers. We just worship him and just uh, sing along with us. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, O oh my soul, worship his holy name. Sing like never before, O oh my soul, worship your holy name. Sing that again. Bless the Today will be memorable, uh, but today is one of those days, and that's going to kind of be revealed as we go along. Um, but I have like my confidence level that you're going to remember this for reasons positive or negative that is yet to be determined. But but the fact that you will remember it though, I'm really really confident about that. Um, first off, I know this is kind of awkward, but I will need you to rearrange just a little bit so that you can see a little bit what's going on. We're going to have a pretty extensive uh, visual aid taking place down here. So here's what I need. If everyone would please stand. Phase one. Awesome. Now, we have arranged for a lot of children to help this out. So if, if, if you're a child, uh, you can come sit down in the front row. You'll be able to see this better. The other thing that I'm asking is just so you can see it better, I'm asking the, the last four rows of pews if you would work your way forward and find a closer seat. We have some, some good options up here. The balcony doesn't count. Uh, I know it feels really awkward to, to move in the middle of a church service. We thought about roping it off. We thought no one will pay attention to that anyways. Uh, so we thought we'd go with the more awkward option of having you relocate. While you are relocating, Heidi, who is helping me preach today, is going to come forward, and we're going we're gonna to set up the visual aid. Once you're in, uh, you can go ahead and sit down, then it's all good. We need to set up a few things. Mingle amongst yourselves. <laughs> Make it work. Yeah.
it is my firm belief that one of my responsibilities as your pastor is to teach you good life skills so that you can thrive while on earth. So in accordance with that, today I am teaching you one of my favorite recipes, and Heidi's helping me. So today we're going to go over what I call chicken grenades, and we'll give a little bit of background on that. We're also going to be doing some beans and rice, but that's not near as important. My apron is not near as cool as yours. Yeah, isn't that awesome? <laughs> we, we could arrange for that. If our website was cooler, we'd post it on the website. Um, now, Heidi is helping me, and she's going to be prepping the beans and rice, right? Yes. And, and I'll be doing this. Let's get, let's get yours started first. Okay. I'll let you uh, All right. do that. Yes, we there, are aware there is fire. the location of the nearest fire extinguisher. It's a small one, but it's close. And so I have eight cups of water that I'm going to boil here. Yeah, let me set it right here. And in um, thinking about this part of uh, my part, I guess, is um, I looked up some information about rice. And there's some really interesting things about, about rice. So um, I will do that because I'm going to turn it around and not. Okay, so rice is a food staple for more than 1.6 billion people. Um, for a lot of people, um, and it's uh, the 1.2 billion people living below the poverty line, rice accounts for as much as half of their daily food intake. Um, then um, rice is a symbol of life and fertility, which is why it's grown at weddings. Didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, there's more than 40,000 types of rice around the world, and um, Asia alone the world's rice. Um, the Chinese word for rice is the same word for food. So they food and rice interchangeable there. And Americans, we're kind of falling short here on our rice intake. Um, we eat a little more than 20 pounds of rice per person each year. And Asians eat 300 pounds per person each year. So we're kind of falling behind in the rice intake there. Many rice, I have never 
is like the rice. this is rice. like the expedient version right. of rice because rice usually takes a while to prep. You got to boil it. It's a little bit harder. This is like um, I don't know what they do to make it minute rice. I'm sure there's people out there that know about that, but it's just it just looks a lot different. It just you can make it in like five minutes and it's like done. Right. So that's so why maybe we, minute is a minimum. Yeah, well, five minutes. Yeah, I know. We'll work on that. Um, so, yeah, that's a little bit about rice um, and what we got going on there. Um, you want to talk beans or you want to yeah, talk Yeah, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk beans, too. Okay, right. so I'm going to be adding. Talk me beans. Yeah, I'm going to be um, adding some beans to the rice once it's done. Um, and are there people in here that like beans? Yeah. Wait. That's good. Good. Beans are good. Three people. <laughs> Information about beans. Beans are low glycemic, um, are a low glycemic index food that makes a person feel full, so they eat less of other things, um, which makes sense. Um, beans are full in fiber, fiber, potassium, folate, uh, magnesium, and they are cholesterol fat-free. This is what they say. Um, it's high in protein, and at least 10% of seven vitamins and minerals are found in this. Um, and beans and rice eaten together provide adequate protein and amino acids. So when I was beans a kid, is a good thing. Wheat, there was this weird beans and rice and rice and beans are two different things. And I'm kind of because I think it was beans and rice they served them separate, but rice and beans was all mixed together when mm -hmm. I was growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Got into it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, beans make you feel full.
Then we are going to add in, let's see, our first one is paprika. We're going to add four teaspoons of paprika. Just all of it. Okay. Yep. Guess I did it in a real coat. Yeah. This is yeah. exactly what happens on a real coat. Exactly what happens. <laughs> um, we're going to add a tablespoon of onion powder. Uh, we're going to add one and a half teaspoons of, uh, okay, we did the salt. Uh, what do we have there? We have the cayenne, a teaspoon yeah. and a half of cayenne. Hope they like spicy stuff. I heard on Julia's files that her kids like spicy stuff. They like that? Spicy stuff, yeah. Like, they'll never know. Oh. Um, <laughs> I think they'll know. Yeah, I think they'll know. <laughs> we're going to do a, t a teaspoon and a half of chipotle chili pepper powder or just like Mrs. Dash chipotle okay. stuff. We're going to add that. A uh, teaspoon and a half of dried oregano. Okay. Teaspoon and a half of dried thyme. And a teaspoon of garlic powder. Now while you're getting, kind of mixing that up, I'm going to prep the bacon. So the best way to do this is to take bacon, just take a whole pound of bacon and, and cut it in half lengthwise. Easiest to do while it's either in the container or frozen. Did you uh, slaughter this pig yourself or something? No, no, I didn't. I'm not, I'm not that cool, you know. <laughs> I hope you are. No, I got this recipe while we were living in Canada. There was a, um, a reality show called Recipe Ricky. I don't know if you ever saw that or you watched that. And one of the, the food companies, um, I think it was President's Choice or something like that, was doing this deal where uh, people could bring in their, their favorite home recipe and... Um, And then they would, they would try it, and then every three every three weeks or every week they would have three finalists. Okay, pause that story. Okay, now yeah. I'm just going to pull out just a nice piece of um, boneless, skinless chicken breast. I'm going to get ready to cut that up. And what are you doing over there? Um, I'm I'm going to add my eight cups of rice. Okay. So you keep keep the, keep doing that. All right. Add rice. Okay. Now. Oh, that looks good. Yep. Yep. That looks. Good. That looks good, doesn't it? Yeah. Julia probably didn't cut it. Boneless, skinless chicken breast. Cut off any kind of the fat pieces if you want to. And then I'm really kind of just looking to, to cube this into maybe, oh, kind of three-quarter inch cube. You want to cut that? You want to cut that? You want to? You want to? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You guys look cool. Okay. And then it, I'm supposed to let it stand for uh, five minutes. 
bacon, I have a cube of chicken, and she's going to take this kind of potent spice mix and just sprinkle it over the whole thing. really want that person to really yeah. feel the fire. Yeah, they will. <laughs> it ain't happening. <laughs> How's everybody doing out there? Are we doing all right? Are we getting hungry? I'm like cooking food. Doing all right, man. Okay. I'm just going to leave my hands dirty and walk around for a second. That's fine. Okay. Because next we're going to do this piece. going to cut it into like maybe quarter inch strips and then cut it in half so once again you have a, a small square. So it kind of looks like this. Kind of yep. has like a holy like Swiss cheese kind of. Yeah, yeah. But different. But not Swiss. It's a good piece. Yeah. Yeah. You might get your pants on fire. Yep, there we are. 
And what we're going to do is now we're just going to kind of pinwheel these. We're just going to kind of roll them up. And with a, with a, with a toothpick. If, you, if you're going to barbecue these, either soak the toothpick in water, because that will char up, or use just a big metal skewer. That actually works the best. Or use a, um, uh, you can get like a bamboo thing as well, too. Bamboo thing. Is that what? Like a stick. It's like a bamboo barbecuing stick thing. Okay, thanks for the clarity. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I probably could have researched better for that. True, mom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you want? Okay. There we go. Perfect. Looking good. 
Okay. Can I go for it? Yeah, you just go all at once. Like, it's not like a nibble thing. Like, you kind of hot. Pull it. Okay. Is it really hot? Yeah, it's just really hot. I just don't want to okay. burn my mouth. But well, I'll let, I'll, I'll let I mean, you maybe that's what you wanted me to do. I don't know. Well, not yet. to wait with eating the rice or can yeah, they just dig in? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Go for it. Okay. Enjoy. Wayne, would you want to be my passer otter? Can you be a, a passer otter with Ava? Okay. Yes. Yes. Has anyone had rice and beans before? Like,
is streets that could do waves right back there. There we go. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. go start again by Charlene. <laughs> All right, go hand those out. I need another helper. Can you bring me those bowls over there? How are we doing so far? Yeah, we're doing good. So we've got a lot of rice here. All right. Thank you. Okay, who doesn't have rice and beans yet? Oh, wow. We got oh, that man. whole oh. section over there. Who hasn't had a chicken grenade yet? Here, you see that? All those hands? Make them happy. Perfect. <laughs> 
rice and beans? Do you need more rice and beans? Who's going to have rice and beans? Up here? Oh, up here. This okay. row is lacking rice and beans? Or front row doesn't have rice Sorry, and beans? Sorry, front row. We're, we're lacking. This is my first cooking show, by the way. Is it yours? <laughs> it is, actually. <laughs> I mean, thanks to PBS, I've watched them. Yeah, I've watched quite uh, a few. That Italian Lydia gal, I enjoy the stuff <laughs> she makes. <laughs> and America's Best Kitchen. Like, yeah. I like I know so much about strainers and colanders now. <laughs> no, 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 no. We got who, who needs chicken grenades? Over here, over here. Is that right there? not have rice. Okay, we got to get these kids some rice. Oh, yeah. Perfect. All right, Ava, I'll have you take these to the front row here. Well yeah. Done, yeah, and where Jed and Myland are. These are real good. You got, okay, right here. Front row, I'll just go to food and water over here. Give me so much rice on the floor. Sorry, Pat. <laughs> you know, I never actually thought through that part of it. I'll come help vacuum. Here we go. Yeah, that works. You can do you can do what works. You want some? No. Okay. Helpers, thank you. You guys were great helpers. Thanks so much, guys. Oh, we might get Sorry. out of that way. Yeah, that was pretty good. Let's have another one. Mm -hmm. I think I should have another one. Well, put you on the right. Thank you. All right, you can have a seat. Thank you. Oh, that was so good. Good work. I really labor intensive, but my mouth is so happy right now. does have a purpose. It really does. fair bit of work, right? I mean, there's lots of planning, there's, there's scheduling. Um, the people on stage, I mean, these musicians have really spent a lifetime developing and crafting that skill. Um, yeah, public speaking, I've been doing most of my life. Our attorneys take a lot of work. Our worship music takes a lot of work. Um, our worship leaders don't just, like, pick music kind of randomly out of the, you know, kind of off of a list. I mean, it's, it's almost an expression of just kind of where they're at and their own 
throughout the week. I mean, they're just going with what their heart is and, uh, and finding the songs and, and, and just love to do that. And so it's, 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 it's a fair bit of work, uh, both physical work, uh, spiritual prep, and, and our hope in all of this is that you, you know, that you encounter Christ and that, and that what happens on stage is really the result of an overflow of our own spirit, spiritual walk and not just kind of manly effort, right? I mean, we, we want it to be an overflow. Um, and it's kind of like making the, the, the chicken coop for me, right? Multiple spices, several components, uh, lots of time, very easy to ruin, but, you know, if right, if it's done really well. But even more important with that, and really the idea that, that we're wanting to drive home today, is really to, to learn to love the beans and rice. And that is really just your own personal engagement with Scripture and your own personal engagement with Christ throughout the week. Beans and rice, super easy. You mix the ingredients, you're done. Um, and actually, more nutritious, really, than the chicken wings, right? I mean, by the time you factor all the vitamins and, and the minerals, as compared to chicken that's been smothered in cheese and wrapped in bacon and glazed in jelly. I mean, you really aren't that healthy, but it's like a fiesta in your mouth. Um, but, but the beans and rice are so much healthier for you. And, and really the whole point of this kind of extensive illustration is this, is that if you want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, you have to learn to love your beans and rice. You have to learn to love what it means to engage with Scripture on your own on a regular basis. If you, it's kind of interesting. I, I, I just kind of had this thought this morning. For us as a church to be healthy, okay? For us as a church to be healthy, if I had to, if people were, were, were solid on their beans and rice and engaging with Scripture on a regular basis on their own, we could strip away the Sunday service and the church would still be healthy. However, we can't do the opposite. For us as a church to be healthy, we cannot strip away beans and rice, even though we have a great Sunday service. We cannot strip away beans and rice and continue to be healthy. Um, I mean, even just continuing on the food analogy, right? I mean, if you only eat once a week, you know, you can only kind of keep your, like, you know, your vacuum in if you're a hospital somewhere, right? Like, you just, you're not fit for that. If your only engagement with Christ and with Scripture is the Sunday service, then the Sunday service is a hospital. You show up, and with just enough sustenance to kind of limp along throughout the rest of the week, if you are engaging with Scripture and with Christ regularly throughout the week, then the Sunday service can be a worship time, a praise time, a fellowship time, a place to thrive, a place to heal, but it really kind of depends on how you handle Monday to Saturday as to whether or not Sunday is a hospital or a celebration. Peggy, you had some thoughts on that, too. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, just in reading through uh, the Gospels and reading through Mark and was seeing that whenever uh, Jesus, how he, he went about taking his rest, and I was reading in chapter 1 that, um, you know, Jesus has uh, been baptized by John the Baptist, and he goes out and he's starting to heal people. Um, evil spirits um, are being cast out in his name. And, I mean, some really awesome things are happening. Um, but then we see him also taking time to get away with, with his father and realizing that this is a time for me to get refilled, refueled, refocused for what his mission is on this earth. And so we see that he went and took time to be with the Lord. 
And I can only imagine what uh, awesome um, communion time that was with his father of just listening to him, receiving words, receiving instructions of what his goal was to be for that day. And then we see the disciples, they were still trying to figure everything out. They're like, all right, we've got to go. Like, where have you been? And, and then he says, well, now we need to go on to the next town and, and continue to spread the good news. And um, I just realized, like, in my own spiritual life, if I really want to pour myself out on people um, and the things that God's called me to, I really need to make sure that I'm taking time to be with the Lord. And I know that's something as Christians we hear a lot, take time to be with the Lord, but I'm realizing more and more as I go about my, my week how important it is to take time to get away with the Lord and really receive, because otherwise I'm just doing the motion, like like a pitcher. I'm just, I think I'm pouring out water, I think I'm pouring something out, but really I'm not. Um, and that's, that's huge, in, in, I, I believe, in, in the Christian faith, of really taking time um, to sit with the Lord and read his word and then apply it to your life, um, which is a huge Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, verse 6, on his law, verse 8, he meditates day and night. And the result of all this is, he's like a tree planted by streams of water, that yields its fruit in its season, its leaf does not wither, and all that he does.
people who only engage in scripture, according to Kuro Gaetan, three times or less, led lives that were no different than an unbeliever. It wasn't until people engaged with scripture four times or more that their lifestyle changed. What that means, okay, if I were to just take that piece of recent study, what that means is that as your pastor, if you're not engaging with scripture four times or more, if you're in kind of the three or less category, as your pastor, you are going to engage with you as an unbeliever because statistically your life is no different. It's not until you're engaging with scripture four times or more throughout the week that I can begin to begin to engage with you as a healthy, healthy disciple of Christ. I'm, I'm pretty favoring the fact. And, and those who engage with Scripture four times or more, I mean, the percentages shoot way up. Sharing-based, typing, uh, memorizing Scripture, all kinds of good stuff. Um, practice. How to do this practically. Um, you know, ideally, when it comes time to read Scripture, you know, you'd wake up at a leisurely hour, you're sitting there with wine or in a window overlooking the ocean, scripture and all the engagement and you'd say this 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 and this you know kids aren't like like there's no opportunity to play a soft game right but that like you're lucky if you get that with youth group right i mean this is really kind of one of those things where i really don't care about your message just so long as as you get it done uh for some people it works well to listen to scripture on audio uh for some people it works well to like you know how we binge watch tv just binge watch scripture for just gonna sit down and read for like two hours There's a fantastic retreat center up in Schuyler, Nebraska. Go there for 24, 48 hours. Take your Bible, your journal, and, and just do that. Um, one of the great things that, that I once heard was that, you know, we never have time. We have to take time. And, 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 and by take time, I like we actually have to ruthlessly steal time from other things we love and give it to this. Right? Because you, you never have time. That's the thing. You know, if I said I've paid for someone to come to your house and give you, you know, like an hour massage every night, you'd be like, okay, like the year of the calendar. Um, kind of the same thing, right? You have to meet that, that pressure. No thoughts on that? Yeah, I think sometimes we, we get into this idea of we have to add it to things, and I'm realizing that sometimes I have to take something away in order to have more time. Because, like you said, we, we don't have time. So sometimes that means I have to um, reevaluate what's important to my life or what I'm doing and say, no, this is actually more important. Even though it's me sitting down and quieting myself, like realizing, no, this is actually more important so that I have more to give or so that I can hear what God wants me to do. So sometimes it is actually taking something out so that I have more time. NASCAR fans will recognize the name Daryl Waltrip. Over, read that scripture and, and get them pumping. And 
thought, if this dude can find a way to send a picture while driving 170 miles an hour in the middle of an ass car, like, I can figure out something, right? I'm not advocating distracted driving, but I'm just saying that while I sit at my computer or I'm at a red stoplight or something like that, there are ways to do this um, so that you can do it uh, too. If Sunday is the only time you engage with Scripture and God, then our time together is a hobby. If you are engaging in Scripture and investing your relationship with Christ throughout the week, according to stats, at least four times a week, then this very much becomes a time of celebration. And I get that at times doing devos feels like being denied catechism or being a little bit blunt, but there's such incredible nutrition and value to it. And you know, we are going to work hard to present a good Sunday service. That's fun for us. We love it. We're going to continue to invest in that. We hope that it, you know, spikes you with something new. So we do hope that it's just incredibly engaging. But really, to be a disciple, you have to be in the presence of your Maker. Okay. I'm going to pray. Let's sing and close this off. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the opportunity to engage with you on such a regular basis. God, thank you that you are our high priest and that we have direct access to you and that we do not need to go to a temple, that we do not need to go to any kind of mediator, that we have everything we need at our fingertips to engage in conversation and in relationship with you. And God, may it be a mark of this church that we are a church that loves scripture, loves your voice, and it obeys in what it is that you are calling us to. We worship you and bless you. Amen. Let's stand and respond. There's a place where mercy reigns.